Hey there, I'm Jodie and you're listening to the Empathy Talks podcast brought to you by Circle In. If you care about caring, then this podcast is for you. We're talking to well-known CEOs and executives to find out what empathetic leadership really looks like, what it means to them and how they're creating an empathetic culture. We'll unpack why empathy is a critical leadership skill and why having it in life and in business is more important than ever. So let's get into it and unearth why empathy is so much more than a buzzword. Circling acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Wadawurrung people, and we pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. Welcome back to Empathy Talks. Today's going to be a great one. I'm joined by Rob Philpott and Rob is not only a seasoned entrepreneur and tech expert, but he's also a fantastic mentor to Kate and I. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Uh, Rob has over 20 years of experience in the software industry, and he was the co-founder of Aconex, a successful startup that provided innovative solutions to help businesses manage their data and workflows. It is great to have Rob on the show today. I know from talking with Rob that he is honest, and I have no doubt he's going to uh, share with us some great insights and tips on what empathy means to him. So with that, welcome, Rob. Thanks, Jodie. Great to be here. Hey, let's kick off. I'd love to hear about your leadership journey and tell us what empathetic leadership means to you. It's been an absolute journey for me. I, I would, If I look back um, at me 20 years ago, did I have empathy? I probably had some elements of it, um, but absolutely have um, evolved and learned a lot over the years, um, uh, and for the better, I think. Um, but it's it's something you really got to be conscious of. I think it's something you got to work at. Um, some people it comes totally naturally to, but for most of us, I think we really have to to work at it and uh, and learn the skills along the way. Um, but I think you asked the question, what does it mean? Um, I mean, on one side, it means. Um, yeah, understanding the position of the other person, understanding the shoes that they're in. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean uh, acting on that or or, um, or doing things to make them necessarily feel better in that moment. It means understanding what they, uh, what's driving them and what they feel and why they're at that situation they're at, at the moment. Um, and uh, then you can kind of head to, you know, um, you know, compassionate side if you need to and, and, and act on that and do something about it. But I think in the, the very first instance, it's, it's really the understanding piece that's the critical bit. Yeah, yeah, you're spot on. And I'd love to go back to like the early days at Aconex, you know, when you were building the team, you as a leader then versus, you know, 12, 13 mm. years and then kind of what it looks like today and just how yeah. that's changed for you. Yeah, and I, it's kind of reflecting on that journey. It's um, and then. Going slightly off piece for a second. Um, when when I talk to you know entrepreneurs and people who are you know starting out on a on a journey or or, or um, the thing I talk about with entrepreneurs is this embrace the contradiction. I think you've got to to be a great entrepreneur. You've got to be a, a contradiction. And what I mean by that is you have to have a duality to you on a, on a bunch of different fronts. Like you have to be open, but you also have to be stubborn at times. Um, and you have to listen, but you've got to believe what you think is the right thing to do sometimes um you've got to yield but you've got to not compromise there's a whole bunch of these dualities that um that are compromises but when you get the balance right when you get the right thing in the right moment that's kind of when the magic happens i think um and so i think people kind of naturally um 
feel uncomfortable with contradictions. Um, but I think in these, some of these personality traits, I think it's, it's really critical. And if I look back um, on, you know, me as an, as an early leader, it would have been um, the thing that I would have, I, I kind of cringe and look back on is, is, is um, I'm, I'm a very direct person and that can be a superpower at sometimes. I mean, some of the next spoke about these, like sometimes you, your weaknesses can be superpowers in the right moment. And, Directness is an example of that. Um, I was probably too direct too often, and that can come across as very harsh and um, and and isn't the right thing in the right moment. But if if you um, but then if you um, use that in the right moment when your directness is then um, honest and it'll and kind of empowers people to kind of move on and do the right thing, and you're not you're not um, pontificating on things too much. That can actually be a strength. So I think what I what I've learned to do over the years is is use my directness a lot more um, uh, uh, I'm not not so um, liberal with it is is kind of how I would talk about it. I I use it um, and I'm still very direct, but not as much as I used to be. And do you think... It was harsh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. no, No, I totally get that. And I love your honesty. Do you feel like you, like, how did you move from being direct to then having empathy? Like, was it something that you were taught? Was it observation through others or was it, yeah, yeah, how did that come about for you? Um, to me, the, the, the directness and the empathy don't necessarily, um, they're not, uh, they can coexist. And I, I think it goes back to what I said up front. Like you can, you can have, you can understand someone's point of view, but then be still quite direct with what you want because you haven't moved into the kind of the compassion side of, of things. Um, and, um, and I think I just needed to balance that out a bit more so i think naturally i was i understood people's point of view and understood their the um and i've, I've kind of had the like I, I, even back if i think back even 15 years ago i remember having those conversations with people about um you know my directness didn't mean i didn't understand where people were coming from um and that is something that's changed a lot um i think you just need to be uh you, um, again, one of these comprom- um, these contradictions, right? You, when you start a business and you're in it and you you kind of putting everything you want into it, um, you you shouldn't necessarily expect everyone who works with you or for you to have that same high bar of of effort uh, and discretionary effort that that you do, because um, you're in it for a whole bunch of um, you know you're invested in it a lot more than they are um, um, probably. So I think it comes down to giving people a bit more slack than you would give for yourself. Um, and I think that's the, the main lesson that I've learned. Yeah, I think it's great. And, um, you know, we talk a lot about, and there's a lot of conversation even in a lot of the groups that we're part of and, and founder programs around balancing high expectations um, with empathy. And I think you've hit the nail on the head there around sometimes that can't come across as direct and how do you then balance it with a level of empathy? Mm. So it's... um. It's a really interesting conversation and, and really pleased that you touch on that. And I guess moving on, I'd love to talk about, is there someone that stood out throughout your journey as being an empathetic leader? Like, is there someone you've looked up to or, you know, learnt from? Yeah. I, um, I've been reflecting on who I think is, you know, who I, I respect for, for empathetic leadership. And there's, there's a bunch, right? And, and they aren't necessarily um, people that, I've reported to, or or there've been people who are peers. There've been people who have 
Um, in fact, I've got a, a few examples that kind of sprung to mind immediately that were kind of in my team. Um, you know, so like people who, um, um, so kind of just throwing names out there, like I think Kim Teo from, is, she's a she's a great, um, from SDM, she's a, a great mm-hmm. leader. I think the, the thing that I, I would use that as an example with her is um, she communicates very authentically um, with a balance of she and she in, in, in that authentic communication she'll get it it's very clear that she understands the position of everyone and um, and I think it, it's a really great trait she's got the way that she communicates um, and the authentic nature in which she communicates I think that's great um, um, Jean Oluang who's um, from Virgin Unite um, she's she's I think just someone who listens deeply um and even when you're talking to her you just get the feeling that she's absorbing and she's trying to think about your perspective and i think that that's something that's really palpable with her um in my team i like corin wines and yuval atias have, have been people who i just think uh, are always thinking about their team and how they're feeling and how to um you know get the best out of them um Craig Brown was someone I worked with, and he actually, for one, and as an example, he came to me once in a in a in a one on one. Where normally the people who report to you come to one on ones, and it's all about how do you help them and what are you doing for them, and they, they feedback what's going on, and there's a conversation. But often they come with, "Here's what I need from you," as in that they come with what, and, and he would often come to one on ones, and he would ask, "What can I do for you? What can I take off your plate?" And it was such a refreshing, beautiful uh, thing that I really liked him. Paul Smith's another one um, in the technology team who just really uh, understands his team and how they're feeling. And so I, all of these people, um, I could go on, you know, Bruce Taylor, there's a bunch of people who I really respect for their ability to connect with how people are uh, feeling and, and understanding their, their point of view. Yeah, some great examples there. And um, we had Jean on the show recently and it's it's funny you say that because what she spoke about is the power of listening and she is mm. absolutely someone who listens and she spoke about, you know, empathetic leadership is about at its core listening and actually being present. Yeah. Um, so I think that's right. And Kim Tio couldn't agree more and we were only talking this week about a role model who, you know, someone who mm. shows empathy and I think with even the the – uh, announcements they've had to make of late, you know, redundancies and so forth. That's a hard conversation, mm. but she has done that yeah. with true authenticity, authentic, like in an authentic way and showed real empathy. And I think she's just yeah. absolutely nailed it. So it's someone that as, as a founder, mm. we absolutely look up to. So there's some great examples there. Mm. Do you think, yeah. um, you know, the role of leadership, you would have seen change hugely throughout your career. Do you feel like yeah. it, it's still changing and, and the expectations mm. of a leader today are, are completely different to maybe when you were back, say, running Aconex 10, 15 years ago? Yeah, I mean, t- totally. I mean, if you get, go back, you know, 30, 40 years when our, our parents were, were growing up, um, being a leader was, was way more autocratic, right? It was, um, you know, do what I do and, um, you know, here's what I need you to do. And it, it was just very one-directional in, in its in its um, feedback. Uh and um, now you absolutely have, uh, and I think this comes back to um, great businesses too, is is they have a sense of purpose. And when you have a sense of purpose, it's um, something that everyone buys into. Everyone in the organization buys into this purpose that the company has. And to do that, there's got to be 
an understanding of what that is in the first place. It's not what you do, it's why you do it. Um, why would, why would, A, why would customers give a toss and why would they buy your products? And B, why do you, why do you, what does your team get out of bed in the morning and come to work and give A, you know, their, their time? But then if you want any kind of discretionary effort out of people, then they need to have this kind of sense of purpose. So the idea of, of getting that right, communicating it well, um, and, and having a, an environment where people feel comfortable, they feel um, like they feel part of the team, but also um, this idea that they can push the boundaries without necessarily um, getting in trouble is not the right word. But, you know, if you, if you go back years ago, it would have been if you, if you screwed up, then that would be a black mark against your name. Uh, and, I, and, of course, and it comes back to the contradiction again. Like, you don't want people to screw up time and time again over and over and over. Um, but it's okay for people to make mistakes in the context of trying something new or pushing a boundary or evolving or getting better because if people are scared of having a crack, then they won't and then you're kind of stuck in the status quo. And so I think encouraging, you know, the, the leaders have to be, I think, great communicators um, but also great enablers of people having a, having a crack um, themselves. Yeah, and I think, I mean, that's exactly why we do what we do and that sense of purpose is absolutely true. But at the end of the day, people now want to work for organisations that genuinely care about them, care about them beyond the four walls of their workplace because home Mm -hmm. life and work life is now intertwined and they want leaders that care for them, that are asking them, are they okay? And, you know, you can't, you know, it is so important to, to really balance, you know, strong leadership skills with, you know, empathetic leadership and, you know, I'd love, you know, yeah. have you got any advice to people listening that, you know, are maybe a little bit like you and thinking, gosh, I can be too direct at time. I, 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 I probably need to be more empathetic. What, sh- what can I do? Have you got any advice, some practical mm. things that, that would help listeners? Uh, well, I mean, it depends on everyone, right? But I think <laughs> the most important thing to, and in the start of this journey is to be authentic. Um, because if you're authentic, then that the, the conversations then are real. And um, even if you're coming from a place where you don't necessarily connect with someone, if it's authentic, then I think there's a level of respect. And then you can work on all the other elements of it. But authenticity is, you know, if you haven't got that, then everything's screwed, right? So I think you have to start with authenticity and being real, being yourself. And then you can work on improving yourself. But if you're not yourself to start with, then you're kind of starting from a really bad position. Yeah, yeah, you spot on like being authentic is is a great place to start and working out who you are as a leader. What's your style? Who do you want to be known mm. for? Um, and really taking yeah. the time to, to think about that. Um, love this. And finally, you know, love to always ask everyone, you know, who do you follow on LinkedIn that you believe is a true leader and demonstrates empathy? I always get great tips through, uh, through this. <laughs> Tell me, who should I be following? Um. Well, Kim, Kim and Jean are, are two amazing ones. Um, you know, Richard Branson as well. Um, all those, all those guys I mentioned before are, are people that I, I think are really authentic, true leaders, um, empathetic leaders. And um, yeah, so if people want to, Kim Tio and Jean Olawang, I think they're two that people should absolutely get on board with. But you're already on board with them, so no news for you. No, but for our listeners, absolutely. Hey, Rob, I loved the chat. Um, love the role that you play for us at Circling and the mentorship you provide. And um, you know, great no, advice pleasure. to everybody uh, here today. So thanks for joining us on Empathy Talks. Thanks, Jodie.